Hey, don't make me come back to you. I'm, I'm not a guest in here, remember? I'm family. <laughs> don't be messing with me this early. What are you doing in that pocket, man? That's a money pocket. Hey. He went down in my pocket. Or check that thing out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, it's, it's good to be here. Now you got me loud. Look what a death free church can do. Ha, 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 ha. Come on, give yourself a big hand. This place looks prosperous. Hallelujah. And I don't have to I don't have to take that giant step. Remember that giant step? I didn't want to say nothing. I didn't want to say nothing. I did not want to say nothing. But every time I'd come in and preach, I'd I said, God, not to mention Mom Alberti had to pick her up and put her up. Y'all sit down. Thank you, all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. We're, we're just thrilled, thrilled beyond measure. Uh, to be here, and uh, y'all ain't got no place to go, do you? Right? Listen, I preached it here before, but I've and I've preached it in many places. The reason moves of God 
cease. How many of you believe in for a move of God in St. Petersburg? The reason, look at here, you can even walk on this thing. I'm, I'm super happy. If you didn't do this, if you didn't do this for anybody but, but me, I'm happy. But I told you, God's been looking for four generations. What stopped the Sousa Street Revival, the Welsh Revival, the Finney Revivals, all the revivals, even, even the Upper Room Revival, was God could not get the fire that fell on the first generation to the fourth. That's always been the problem. The first generation, they fasted and prayed and sought the Lord, and the fire fell, and their kids grew up in that and carried it. But the third generation just lived off the blessing of it. And the fourth generation, nothing happened. Religion. That's why you see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and, and Joseph. When it gets to the fourth generation, you see the wealth transfer. You see, you see the people of God dictating to the world how the economy and existence is supposed to be. You see that? That's why uh, Paul talking about Timothy, he was looking for a Timothy. And he said, I saw that faith that was in your grandmother and in your mother and in you. So Timothy, if you'll be strong and get this to the next generation, well, guess what? My dad in the faith is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Please, Pastor Bob, will you welcome him? Let me have a microphone. Let, let, let me. Jonathan, stay up here. Now watch this. One generation. Two generation, three generation, four generation. <laughs> say, say, say a few words to these precious people. Well, all I can say is wow. And as my dear friend T.L. Osborne would say, I'd say backwards, wow. <laughs> saw the angels of God, I believe, bringing the blessings of God to that generation. You know, bringing the blessings of God to the generation. Then the angels returned. I believe taking our, our prayers and worshiping God through our tithes and offerings. God honored Cornelius' giving. He 
said, your alms have come up as a memorial before God. God sees your giving. Jacob went into business with God. Of course, it said he realized that where he was, I think he said that. Jacob said that where he was was the house of God. He had a revelation to the house of God that gave him God. Mm. Can I say something? I believe we are having a revelation that we are the house of God. You are God's house. And where you want to see what Jesus looks like, look at yourself in the mirror. I like that, don't you? The revelation that God lives on the inside of you. Jacob went into business with God, and he vowed to tithe everything God blessed him with. God began to multiply his flocks. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, I'm the God of Bethel, where you vowed to vow unto me. God watches over his word before him. And as you grow in faith, God watches over your words to perform them. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And Peter needed some money to pay his tithes or temple tax. And he asked Jesus, where would he get the money to pay his tithes and temple tax, pay his bills? Jesus said, go fishing, and the first fish you catch, open its mouth and get the money out. I believe the secret is getting your mouth open so you can get the money out. <laughs> That's good right there, sir. Yeah, I'm, hey. <laughs> the word is nigh you in your mouth and in your heart. Healing is nigh you. Deliverance is nigh you. Money is nigh you in your mouth. Hallelujah. For years I would pray for people for God to fill people's teeth with gold. Hallelujah. And we saw God fill people's teeth with gold. It's amazing uh, how that once you point your faith at once you focus your faith and stay focused and keep your spear sharpened, you can have what you say instead of saying what you have. Hey! I think somebody needs to run. I said somebody needs to run. Somebody needs to run. Run for Jesus. As they say, Run for Jesus. Run for that miracle. Run for that job. Run for that money. Money, come up. Money, come up. Money, come up. Money, come up. Oh, yeah. 99 and a half is not good enough. You know that song? <laughs> you, know, this, you, you know when Philip and I walked in here you were already primed so Jacob must have seen something when he saw heaven open up and those angels coming down when he woke up he bowed to tithe why? because he saw prosperity coming down 
He saw the blessings of Abraham coming down. Glory to God. Jacob wanted his grandfather's blessing from God. And we're the generation that we're claiming our blessings of Abraham also. If you be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, and you are heirs according to the promise. Someone said, well, I, I don't know if, if I can pray the right kind of prayer to get my prayers answered because he only answers according to his will. Well, you need to read the will. If you don't read the will, how do you know what's yours in it? Years ago, my dear aunt died, and I was in the will, and it was quite sizable, and I enjoyed so much reading that will. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I just read that will all the time, you know, and I see where my name was in the will. Well, if you've got the name of Jesus, your name is in the will. His riches and glory. Paul had the revelation. This is easy to preach this to. Uh -huh. Pastor Jonathan's already preached three sermons up there on the pulpit. I love this couple, don't you? Don't you love your pastors? Don't you? I said, don't you love your pastors? So Jacob must have seen something coming down from heaven. That's where the blessings are. We, Paul had the revelation. He said, my God, after they had given him a donation, a, a promise that had been a little slow in getting there. Hello? He says, I don't want to have to remind you of what you promised. And they had paid their promises. They had fulfilled it. And he said back to them, after they had blessed him with the, obviously the money for the ministry, he said, but my God will supply. My God will supply. You've given, and it will be given back to you. This is the way Jesus defines rich. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Just a money pocket. I got that. So, you know, the prophets bring prosperity when they begin to prophesy. Just going through the toll booth a while ago, I didn't have my son pass yet. You know, we just moved here for him. Well, I mean, we lived here forever, but we've been away in California for eight years. That was interesting. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, it's true, everything they say about California. And uh, I'm, going, I'm going through the toll booth. And I had my uh, dollars out, and the woman, said, the woman at the toll booth says, that's not necessary. I said, what do you mean it's not necessary? She said, that guy right there, he just paid your toll. I said, yeah, he wanted to bless you. And Jesus already paid our toll, glory to God. Jesus we got free entrance. <laughs> the highway. Some has been paid, praise God. We're delivered. So there's something about this step right here. It must be a prosperity step. <laughs> I think somebody needs to put some money for Jesus on this step right here. I think somebody needs to bless the prophet of God, Philip, on this step right here. Put some money at his feet. Is that okay, Jonathan? 
going to take up an offering for Philip. <laughs> this is the first offering for Philip. <laughs> this is a prosperity step. It's going to multiply. You put the money on this step, as much as Philip likes this step, it's going to multiply. This is a prosperity money step. This is a step of faith, a step of money, a step of faith. Let it multiply in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak to this step. You know, you got to instantly obey God. David had that truth. He had to, he had to, you had to jump up immediately if you want to kill your giant. You got to do what God tells you to do before your natural mind tries to talk you out of it. You know, your natural mind will talk you out of things. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways, saith the Lord, I will direct your steps. Praise the Lord. I will direct your steps if you will lean not into your own natural understanding. For I am the source of your supply, saith the Lord. I am Almighty God, and there is nothing too hard for me. Yea, and I've given you a measure of my faith, saith God. You're not operating in your faith, your natural faith, but I've given you a measure of my supernatural faith, saith the Lord. And the life that you now live, you live by my faith, saith God. You live by the faith of God. So use your faith, spend your faith, saith the Lord, and stay in faith. Hallelujah! Prosperity step. Prosperity step. Prosperity step. Prosperity step. I like the power of agreement. One puts 1,000 to flight, and two puts 10,000 to flight. How to turn $1,000 into $10,000. Power of agreement. The prophet was sent to the little woman who didn't have anything. She didn't think she had anything, but she had more than what she needed to prime the pump and get the blessings of heaven flowing into her life. Our source of supply is not our employer. It's not our natural thinking. Our source of supply is God. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Stay filled with the presence of God, and he will flow through you, illuminate you, and he will show you the land that you will inherit it. Praise the Lord. I, I, get, I get tickled when I think about how the Lord kept trying to lead the children of Israel into the land of milk and honey. And then one day I realized it's also the land of milk and money. Any amens out there? Amen. I'll never forget uh, Philip, Pastor Philip, sharing with me when he and Alberta were selling their, their, their trailer years ago that they were living in, a little trailer that they were living in it. And a guy came along and offered some money, and Philip took it. And he said, I'll sell it to you. And then the guy waited a couple of days, and somebody else came along and offered Philip more money for the trailer. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what they tell the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first guy uh, came back and wanted to buy the trailer. Philip said, well, I, he said, you promised it to me, but you didn't, you didn't, uh, you, you didn't fulfill it. And the other guy who gave, offered Philip more money for it never showed back up. Mm-hmm. And Philip said it took a year before he could get that trailer sold. Mm-hmm. And the moral of the story is the first fish that comes up is the one you need to pull in. <laughs> so Bree and I, we, we uh, moved uh, a few weeks ago from California. We drove across the United States three times. We drove here to Florida one time in the car because we weren't flying. We drove here with the girls. We have twin girls, four and a half years old. Check that out. And, uh, and we looked, we spied out the land because God said, I'll show you the land. I'll show you where you're going to sow. He spoke to me, and I'll show you where you're going to grow and grow old. I'm going to 
show you the places in life where you're going to camp out. We packed up our tent, our personal belongings, and we, we drove back to California. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. Now you know where I get it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You ready? You, <laughs> you ready for some word? <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for this prophetic utterance that's already in the house. And I thank you what you put in me to release not only here, but into the world, will come forth unhindered. I thank you, Lord, that these your people have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to perceive what you're speaking to them personally and on a corporate level. I thank you, Lord God, that destinies are realized and advanced. I thank you that the kingdom is moved mightily forward in what is released under your direction, sir. And we step into that now by faith. In Jesus' name, so be it. Amen and amen. Uh, it's been nine months since I've been here. Alberta reminds me every day. <laughs> right? But nine months is a birthing time. 2020 is the year of vision manifestation. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Second Chronicles 2020. And so uh, God spoke to me roughly about 10 years ago. Well, it wasn't roughly. He didn't speak to me rough. But he has. <laughs> there is a difference. And he told me, he said, the, the year 2020 will be a year of vision manifestation. Now, he has never, in my 32 years of walking with the Lord, ever spoken to me about a year in advance like that. It's always been, you know, around October, November, something. You start thinking about the next year and praying in the Holy Ghost. You know, we might even do a fast because, you know, the holiday's coming up. And, uh, <laughs> right? And so, you know, for the next year. But when he told me that years ago, I thought to myself, you know, because when he took me to heaven in 1996, I thought, and he said, you know, you go tell my people I'm coming soon. I didn't think we'd even be here in 2020, see. But his soon is different from our soon. Anybody know that? Anybody know that? But his soon, watch this, his soon can even be faster than our soon. Woo, that's a word right there. That's a word right there, right? And so... Uh, here it is, the Lord knew the ruckus that was going to be on the planet in 2020. You know, when, when, when October when I was here, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we all, we all running into 2020, right? We're just like, ah, you know, and, and uh, Pastor Jonathan came up, lit the place up there in Frankfurt, you know, the gathering of the prophets, and, you know, everyone's just having a, a wonderful time, you know, and, and uh, April's coming up, you know, and we're going to come down here and have our uh, camp meeting, right? And, and, and then, of course, the CAN camp meeting uh, was supposed to be this month, 
right? And, you know, just everything just got flipped around. And it's like, what, really? You know, and if you're not careful, see, you start looking at what the world is doing instead of what the kingdom is doing. And you got to be careful. Jesus said, take heed what you hear. And he said, take heed how you hear. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of voices out there. I, I, I was uh, telling Pastor Jonathan last night, uh, I said, you know, uh, uh, the devil tries to pollute the clean voices that are in the land. And how he tries to do that is to provoke us. See, uh, if, if the devil can provoke clean voices, then you slip out of the spirit and you start from your emotions saying things and you start speaking unadvisedly like Moses did and it cost Moses the promised land. Well, I've come too far. I've come too far. Yeah, I'm, I made the front page of our newspaper up there in Kentucky. I mean, I got the governor knowing my name. You know, he he don't like he don't like me and I, and uh, hallelujah. <laughs> I got I got I got a key. I got to stay in the spirit here, <laughs> right? But you know, we 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 bucking heads up there. You know, I'm in the capital city, and and uh, you know we're four blocks. From, from the capital. You, you, a lot of you have been there, you know. So uh, when all of, all of this happening uh, with uh, Dad Tilton moving to uh, Sarasota, and, uh, you know, we had those airplane tickets from Mabel, right? And uh, Alberta, I just, you know, I just preached uh, 39 nights in a row, and then, you know, I just did, uh, what was it, uh, 22 TV programs before I came down here, and and we're, we're recording a new album, and, uh, you know, on and on and on and on and on and on. So she says, we need a vacation. She wants to come St. Pete, right? She wants to come St. Pete. And is, is it okay to say St. Pete? Is it okay to say St. Pete? <laughs> and so, uh, as it turned out, uh, Pastor Bob told me, oh, and we got the Fishers with us. We got Dr. Ron and Kathy Fisher. Yeah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Dear covenant friends right there. But when Pastor Bob said he was moving to Sarasota, I'm like, ain't that close to St. Pete? <laughs> right? You know, the anointing from St. Pete can get over on Sarasota. <laughs> and vice versa. And, and so uh, he was telling me about his grand opening, which was yesterday. And uh, so uh, things just worked out, right, to be here and there and everything else. And it's our birthday month, like Mom Alberta said just a while ago, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and so everything prophetically, as we get into this, is, is just unfolding 
in a beautiful way. You know, uh, <coughs> if you stay with it long enough, you see a divine orchestration of God beyond your wildest dreams. And let me tell you something. All those white voices out there that are speaking all this anti-stuff, they don't speak for me. Hello? What God had put together, let no man put asunder. I just want to say that, right? Because there's a whole bunch of white voices out there saying things. It ain't, they ain't speaking on my behalf. And I'm, I'm, here, I ain't, I'm here speaking not on their behalf. I'm speaking on behalf of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Now that's over with. <laughs> right? Now, listen, listen to this now. We got to maintain these clean voices. Because people are, people, there's many voices. And uh, when you have many voices... Uh, uttering things uh, you know there's this one clown that's, that's I mean people are sending me this video of this pastor you know he had a couple dreams you know and those dreams were before all the protests and riots happened and you know and he had these dreams and he, and he said about these dreams you know so on and so forth and then you know all that happened now he's had a third dream and in the third dream you know, the Chinese and the Russians are going to uh, take over America after the election in November. Now, you would think the faith crowd would be smarter than this. Try that. Hey, crown! <laughs> and so I have people asking me about this. I'm saying, no, 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 no. The restitution of all things, which the holy prophets have prophesied since the world began. Times of refreshing coming from the presence of the Lord. God ain't coming back for a church that's hiding out, you know, in, in, in a cave somewhere with, you know, eating beanie weenies and all this stuff. No, no, no. He's coming back for a glorious church, a healthy church, a prosperous church, a church that's taking dominion back. Come on, someone. So all that mess, ain't, it ain't happening. Oh, look at that. Okay, okay, I got a new toy now, I tell you what. We better get in here. Understanding God's MO, he don't change. He's a God that changes not. So when we discover spiritual laws like seed time and harvest, the law of faith, so on and so forth, the law of words and all these things, and we understand that those laws govern the kingdom, then if we are law-abiding citizens of the kingdom, we will reap the benefits of the kingdom, right? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. 
who forgives all your iniquities, heals all your diseases, right? And he has a benefit package with that. And so uh, in Isaiah 46.10, don't turn her for sake of time, uh, God declares the end from the beginning and from ancient times those things which should come forth, right? That is a major, major uh, mystery revealer that you can look at the beginning of something and see how God's going to end something. The simple one, and I've shared it here before, uh, Jesus' first miracle, other than being sinless, <laughs> was turning water into wine, right? Nobody got, nobody got saved, nobody got delivered, nobody got healed. It was a miracle of extravagance, and it happened in the third day. In the third day, there was a marriage. How many of you know there's a marriage supper of the Lamb, right? In the third day or the third 1,000, whenever that time frame is, right? And so Jesus saved the best wine till last. Now, you can, this beginning of miracles manifested his glory, right? And the glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. I know you guys know all this, but I'm setting the stage for where we're going because what I'm going to tell you this morning, you don't know. So don't look at me like you, 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 you nah, we already know all that. I'm just getting this airplane out to the runway because I'm going to release something in this house. See? And, uh, and beyond, into regions beyond. <clears throat> so we're going to look then at the beginning, Genesis. If you can't find a revelation in Genesis, throw it away. It's all in the book of Genesis. See? And when you get over to Genesis, well, let's just go to Genesis 43. And I just want to say this before, before I get lost in the shuffle of the Holy Ghost. Me and my Alberta, we love you all big time and pray for you every day. I ain't feel nothing up here. <laughs> Me and Mom Alberta, we love you and we pray for you every day. <laughs> Back row helped me out right there. Genesis 43, are you there, Chris? Verse 1. And the famine was sore, sore in the land. You ever been sore? Sore, right? It's a constant ache. It's a constant pain when you're sore. Especially if you got one of those new workout machines or whatever. And you wasn't going to watch the video because you were in better shape than that. So this famine has made the whole land sore. Now, remember, famine 
is not no eat time. Famine is no reap time. The not eating is a result of not reaping. So when you see famine, it's not talking about not eating. That's the above ground result. It's no reaping. See? So right here, we got a famine. Now remember, remember in, in uh, Genesis 26, y'all been taught well here, uh, that when Isaac was coming into his uh, adulthood, that there was a famine. After the first day, or the first famine in Abraham's days, whenever there's a blessing of supernatural increase, particularly with the Abrahamic blessing, the devil always tries to send a famine to stop the reaping process. So we see it happening in uh, Abraham's life, but Abraham persevered. And in the midst of famine, he became very rich. The total opposite of what, what, what was intended for the, to stop him. God gave, see, what the devil do, does in a physical famine cannot stop the supernatural provision of Almighty God. Isaac sowed in famine and reaped a hundredfold and didn't stop there. Then it says he went forward and grew greater. When he had a hundredfold, most Christians, if they had a hundredfold, they say, hey, it's pretty good. But he said, well, wait a minute. I, I'm learning how to do this thing. How far can I go with it? Hey, how far can I go with this thing? See? And so uh, here we are with a famine in the land with Joseph and Jacob, his father. And so you know how the story goes. Jacob starts leaning to his own understanding. In other words, he is rich when his famine hits. And instead of uh, staying with the God of his fathers, Abraham, Isaac, he shifts gears to Almighty Dollar. And so his son, whom he thinks is dead, is in control of the finances. And Jacob, instead of, of what Pastor Bob just told us about, the revelation that he had, he didn't carry it on in, and he leans to money, and he, he sends his boys into Egypt to buy. Instead of taking money and sowing, right? So he sends money, and Joseph is on the other end of that. And so what happened to Dad here? This ain't this ain't the blessing. What's what's going on here? So he sends money back, trying to send a message back. Are you anybody anybody with me? Right, right. <laughs> and so. Jacob looks at that and like, well, they, they run out again. So he sent double money, right? And Joseph's like, really? 
I got to get to my dad somehow and snap him out of this mess. He's, he's left the blessing. And there's a lot of people that have gotten comfortable in that third generation. See? And uh, Joseph now starts dealing with Benjamin. Remember that? Says, uh, hey, uh, is this all of y'all? Well, you know, it's uh, almost. What do you mean almost? Well, uh, we got, we, there's another, another boy. How many, how, many, how many children did Jacob have? Thirteen. He had 12 boys and one girl. Right? But two of them was from his bride, bride, Rachel. And that would be Joseph and Benjamin. Right? And so jo Joseph, Joseph is not full brother with his, with his uh, uh, ten brothers. Right? You know, you hear, you hear people say, uh, I'm your brother of another mother. Right? <laughs> right? Well, when it comes to Benjamin, they are full brothers representing <laughs> representing like we're full brothers uh, understand uh, uh, there was a man that went down to Jericho and fell among thieves and was uh, beaten and robbed and left half dead See, before you have Jesus in your heart, you're walking around half dead. And when you're born again, boom, you come alive. Come on now. So his brothers are half dead except Benjamin. You understand the spiritual significance? And so he inquires about Benjamin. And he says, hey, uh, uh, is this all of them? And they said, no, there's one more. Well, uh, I want to see that one more. Oh, boy, 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 boy. Now, picture Benjamin. Benjamin is the youngest. Now, you saw how they treated Joseph. And if you don't think Benjamin was bullied, if you don't think he was picked on, come on now. And I guarantee you, Jacob kept Benjamin right by his side. Fear. He already lost Joseph. Ain't no telling how many coats Benjamin had. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? And so uh, he's, he's already a daddy's boy. And he, in, in Jacob's eyes, Benjamin is the only child that he has from his dead wife. Remember, Rachel died giving birth to Benjamin. Is this all right? Y'all follow me so far? I don't have to show you all those scriptures. You're with me, right? Okay, so uh, Rachel dies, Chris, giving birth to Benjamin and names him Benoni. Benoni? Benoni. Well, whatever it was, it, it, but it meant son of sorrow. And, and uh, Jacob said, no, 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 no. 
uh, I got to change the name to Benjamin, which means son of my right hand. Oh, no, 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 no. Son of my right hand. Now, see, all those brothers know that. All those brothers know that. So Benjamin, you know, Benjamin, you know, Benjamin's at, he, he, he's at the breakfast table eating his Cheerios, and, you know, and, and Jacob's out of the room, and the boys come by and slap him on the back of the head, you know. You understand what I'm saying? He, he, he don't have, I, I believe he don't have this happy. Uh, uh, and, and Joseph, knowing how he was treated, can only imagine how Benjamin's being treated. And he knows that his daddy is walking in fear because he's trusting money and didn't send Benjamin. All of this, I'm, you're about to hear something now. See? And so uh, Joseph realizes he got a situation here. And he says, wait a minute. Y'all want some food? Yeah, we want food. I got to see Benjamin. Oh, no, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough one there. That's a tough one there. Now, they run out, they go back, they run out of food, and Jacob, relying on his money, says, all right, boys, uh, we got to go uh, buy some more food. And they said, uh, Dad, is a, we got a problem. The guy in charge there said uh, he ain't going to give us no more food. He ain't going to sell us no more food unless Benjamin goes. What? I ain't sending Benjamin. How's he even know we got a Benjamin? Well, it slipped. <laughs> right? Right? Follow this now. And, 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 and what do you mean it slipped? Well, you know, he asked us and we told him. Well, why did you tell him? He said, well, and guess who speaks up? Judah. Now, if you remember, when they threw Joseph in the pit, it was Judah that came and said, don't kill him. Let's not kill him. Let's uh, keep him alive. Just sell him out, and you know, we'll tell Dad something. We'll make up a story. It was Judah. Now, see, if you don't understand, when, when, when Israel, you know out of these uh, 12 brothers come the 12 tribes, right? But the, there's 10 tribes called the lost tribes. And what, what became Israel is Judah and Benjamin. Those two tribes become the Jewish nation. Now, we're seeing something happen back here. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to set the stage before we read on here. So we're all in takeoff mode, right? And so Judah says, hey, I'll make sure that, uh, you know, Benjamin will be taken care of, right? You know what happens. You know, uh, the, the, the Joseph puts the silver cup of his in Benjamin's bag, Right? which was a sign from big brother to little brother that the cup I drink out of. <laughs> hey, silver cup. 
<laughs> and so he keeps Benjamin, right? Well, you know, then finally the other brothers come and Joseph is going to make himself known to his brethren. Remember that? And he throws a spread out to eat. And this is where we pick it up. All right? Now look at this. You ready? <laughs> Wheels up. Look at verse 32. Genesis 43, 32. And they set on for him by himself and for them by themselves and for the Egyptians which did eat with him by themselves because the Egyptians might not eat bread with the Hebrews for that is an abomination unto Egyptians. So Joseph is sitting with the Egyptians at another table and he's got his brothers set up at a, a, a table by themselves. And they sat before him the firstborn according to his birthright, and the youngest, according to his youth. And the men marveled one at another. And he took and sent, what? Shout that word. You ready for God to mess your life up? You, you, you about ready for a divine mess to come your way? In all the mess that's going on in the world right now, God has a mess for you. Look at this. And he took and sent messes unto them from before him, but Benjamin's mess. Benjamin's mess was what? Was what? Five times. So much as any of theirs, and they drank and were merry with them. Now, don't you know, Benjamin, as an abused child, is thinking, oh, boy, they're going to beat me up all the way home over this one. See, when I was in the military, we had what we call a mess hall. Anybody, anybody know what a mess hall is? It's not a hall with a bunch of litter all over the hall. It's just a messy hall. No, no, this is a place where we eat. Five times. Significant. Significant. Right now, we're in a mess hall. Right now, this is a mess hall. Five times, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Five times. You're, see, you, you're not limited to a pastor. There's a lot of churches that are limited to a Pastor, they won't let. They won't allow uh, uh, prophets in. They won't allow apostles. Matter of fact, a bunch of them say they're dead and gone. They don't exist anymore. Come on now, but five times the mess. Imagine, Joe, imagine Benjamin. He's sitting there. He's already all the way down to the end table. And, you know, he's watching everything get served out there. Brothers are probably saying, talking among themselves. He ain't saying nothing. And all of a sudden, here comes this, now watch this, excessive 
amount, more than he could eat, more than he could carry, five times the mess. Now, uh, I, th I, think, I think everyone in there noticed. You know how you are when you're at a buffet? You looking at everybody's plate. Don't act like you don't. You look at everybody's plate, see what they got. Hey, don't, don't, don't we? Don't we? I look at your plate. <laughs> let me have, let me have uh, uh, Jonathan, Olivia, and uh, Lydia up here. My grandkids. As a demonstration. You don't stand on that step. No, 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 no. You're the oldest over here. You are the middle. You're the youngest, right? Pull in tighter here. All right? I want to I wanna give you a picture. Now, I love these kids, right? 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 Now watch. Just observe. Hold your hand out. No, just one hand for you. Watch this. Yeah, just one hand for you. But the youngest. were given out and the one guy did, 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 didn't do what he's supposed to and, and, and uh, Jesus he said hey take, take from the one and give it to the one that's got, got the most and they said well, well wait a minute he already has watch out watch out now the last shall be first remember the 11th hour worker the 11th hour worker when it come payday all the ones that when, when they saw what, what was going on on the 11th hour, all the first hour said, hey, 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 because he was getting paid first. But they only got what they had agreed for. And there was, they complained. And the answer was, is it not mine to give? It ain't you to dictate how I give it. Joseph is a type of Jesus. When Jesus turned the water into wine, Mother Mary said, Mother Mary said, for the Catholic people, Mother Mary said, whatever, <laughs> whatever you know, make sure we got nothing right, Mary. Whatever he saith unto you, do it. Pharaoh told all of the people in Egypt, whatever Joseph says unto you, do it. Right? Now, 
This was not staged. But I knew. Now see, when everybody was getting a 20, hey, that's, that's grandpappy. Wait a minute, he's stopping in front of the youngest. And did you see their faces? You're caught on camera, girls. You are caught on camera. But we ain't going to leave you like that. You can put both hands out now. Y'all love me? Y'all love me? <laughs> they walk right past you. Not even a high five. You, st <laughs> you still all right? You still all right? You say, he's giving away money up there. I'm rich. That ain't a faith statement. I'm trying to teach you how to be rich. My wife just bought two cars for people before we came down here. In the last two weeks, we've sown $35,000 into the kingdom. I'm trying... I don't have to tell you that. And you know, if God pulls the trigger, you might be driving around something different here. 41 cars later. See? See? Now, what I want you to see now is the principle that the last shall be first. Benjamin is the last. He is the last. And all of a sudden, he has plopped in front of him. Suddenly. Five times. You say, well, I'm believing God for a hundredfold. All right, let me explain five times to you. If your house was five times bigger... If your salary was five times more than what it is. Oh, y'all, y'all perking up now. This hidden in the book of Genesis. For such a time as this, in a sore 
famine, the last, the last. God is not just going to supply from week to week. He's going to jolt and shift your life five times, five more months in this year. Five times. Well, I sure wish that would happen. It ain't going to happen to you, honey. We're not talking about wishing. Hear it with these ears now. See? So, here we got excessive amount dropped in Benjamin's lap. See? Now, God, now watch this. Here's what happens. Can I, can I, can I give you a play on words so that this will tattoo your spirit? The Messiah, Messiah, sends his messengers with a message to mess up your life. I'm talking about a divine mess. I'm talking about a divine mess. Right in the midst of the mess that's out there, a divine mess. It's in the Word of God. It's time for the leading edge churches to lead. I said it's time for the leading edge churches to lead. I'm talking about coming from behind. And get it into the head. Come on. Now when you understand that Benjamin and Judah became the nation of Israel. See? All right. Let's let Scripture unveil this. Remember when the Israelites wanted a king? Who is the first king? Saul, son of Kish, a Benjamite. A Benjamite. Saul, first. But then let's go all the way into the New Testament. There's another Saul. We know him by his Roman name, Paul. But his Jewish name was Saul. And if you listen to his lineage, what tribe? Benjamin. So hidden in Scripture, God repeatedly is telling us he declared it at the beginning with Saul. And then the Apostle Paul decreed that he was the last. And Benjamin. Okay. 
Some of you still struggling. Remember when Haman, remember that? When he wanted to kill all the Jews? Just like right now, where the world's trying to shut down the voice of the church. Right? Right? But there was this little gal. We know her by the name of Esther. And her uncle Mordecai, a Benjamite. Look it up. A Benjamite. God right there gives us a perfect picture of Benjamin. Who knows if you were born for such a time as this? How many times do we use that scripture? How many, that's right. You born for such a time as this. Come out of Benjamin. See? And anybody, are you still with me? All right. So, we see then that Saul, first king, was a Benjamite. We see that the last Saul, Paul, was a Benjamite. We see that Esther was a Benjamite, right? So, you still in Genesis, because I've just been preaching out of my heart, because you're a word church, and it's just flowing out of me. Genesis 45. Now, if I, you know, don't you know, just with my example of the kids up here a while ago, how I didn't have to say nothing. Their faces said it all. Now, any of them could come up to me and say, hey, Grandpa, how about a hundred? I said the grandkids. I ain't saying nothing about y'all kids. Hell <laughs> over here. I'm a grandkid. I'm a grandkid. These three grandkids. <laughs> but the example of seeing someone get more than what you got does something. And when the church demonstrates more than what the world has, it does something. I not only believe that God wants us blessed, I believe we're under divine command. As ambassadors of the Lord Jesus, commanded rich, commanded blessed. See? See? Now, uh, Benjamin now, can you imagine leaving the table? You imagine his doggy bags? Judah and all them ain't got nothing. 
Here's Benjamin, you can't even see his head. He's carrying all this stuff. Excessive. And ain't nobody, they can give him all the looks he wants to, but they ain't saying nothing. Why? Because uh, Joseph, 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 well, they don't know it's Joseph yet, right? See? And, 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 and they, they, they don't want off with the head. I mean, who are we to say what Joseph does? But they're about to find out who Joseph is. Then they're going to start really thinking, wait a minute, he gave Benjamin five times. Folks, you better get ready for excessive favor. Excessive favor. See, that's going to make people. Are you ready for persecution? Really? Really? I mean, if you already get, it's one thing to get persecuted for speaking in tongues. You know, oh, you're one of them tongue talkers. You know, it's one thing to get hit. If you're going to get hit for that, you might as well have something in your pocket. Rich. Wealth. See? See? And so, so we move on a couple chapters now, and look what happens. Over here in Genesis 45, uh, in verse 1, Then Joseph could not refrain himself before all of them that stood by, and he cried, Cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. Can you imagine? Can you? Now watch this. Can you imagine the emboldenedness of Benjamin? Where he'd been pushed around, shoved around, all of a sudden, hey! Hey! Come on now! If you're going to walk in this thing, you're going to have to get bold in who you are in Christ Jesus. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're not going to walk in prosperity apart from your new creation realities. The righteous are as bold as lions. Can't be passive in this because the persecution ain't passive. I've lost friends. I've lost spiritual sons and daughters. I've lost pastoral acquaintances because I refuse to compromise. I refuse to slow down. I refuse to be put in their little charismatic box. God's wanting to blow this thing open in these last. I feel a Holy Ghost in here. Somebody shout somebody. You feel that going through here? That's my helper walking through this place. Confirming the word of his servant. Woo! Well, I just got a jolt from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Somebody shout again in here. Just like Joseph is making all of himself made known to his brothers and all that he possesses, 
Jesus is making known unto us all that he has and he wants us to possess it. <laughs> He's making himself known to us, Pastor Bob, through the word. Chinese and the Russians ain't going to take over. Are you kidding me? The leading edge church is here. This is our finest hour. The year of vision manifestation. Should I quit? You better get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm something big time is coming. Something big time is coming. I'm sitting in the, the condo. Pauline got us fixed up again. <laughs> I'm sitting in that condo in this mini yacht. I call it a mini yacht because a yacht, you know, it wasn't a 100-footer, but it was his nice size, three stores, you know. And it come out from underneath that bridge. And, you know, when you're going into the bridge from left to right where I'm sitting, you got to slow down. But when you're coming out, you can crank that baby up. And so that, 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 that mini yacht came out and cranked it up. And I'm out, I'm sitting there watching, and all of a sudden I see on the other shore waves splashing up above the wall over there on the other side. And watch this, the mini yacht's gone. Can't see it no more. But the wake was hitting that other shore. And I thought to myself, yeah, but it ain't hitting my shore. And just the Lord inside, watch what happens. You see, it was closer to the other side. So it hit that side first. So I'm standing there, and all of a sudden, I can't see the mini yacht no more. But it's already passed through. I saw to the other side, and now it's splashing on my side. You better get ready for a big splash. Power on you, Jesus. Power on you, Jesus' name. Power on you, Jesus' name. Hey, power on you, Jesus' name. Y'all feel that in here? A big splash. A big splash, Kirkland. Come here. Come here. Run up here. Lift your hands up. A big splash. Oh, Rebebe Bakaya, a big splash. 
His plane's up. His plane's already up. Hey!
This in here. Yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. God promises. I was, I was, I was talking with the Fishers last night, and uh, the Andersons minus one, and uh, I missed you. I missed you. And I was talking about the early and the latter rain. There's been a misconception, not that the, not that the early rain and latter rain. No, I shouldn't say misconception. It's just progressive revelation. Let me say it that way. Early rain has been, you know, the early church and so on and so forth, the birthing of the church, the, the initial outpouring. But the early rain is the word. When Jesus walked, he was the walking word. The latter rain was, he said, it's expedient that I go. And if I go, I'll send the Holy Ghost, the 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 water of the word, right? The water of the word. And so we're promised to have the early and the latter rain together. That's what's happening right now. See, I mean, we'd already been thrown out of the church I was raised in uh, during the praise and worship service. <laughs> much less, much less here. You understand what I'm saying? But, it, but we got to get ready for spontaneity we got to get ready because the prophetic is going to move like you ain't seen it move under an apostolic anointing. It's a big difference when you have a prophetic word under the apostolic versus a prophetic word. A prophetic word, a prophetic word is for a, 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 a particular people. An apostolic prophetic word is wherever, whoever. See that? Yeah, whoever hears it. Whoever hears it. Now, let me finish this out. Woo! You don't want to miss Wednesday. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Are you? We're in Genesis 45. And, uh,. He says here, uh, it's all good. <laughs> Let's just jump in here in verse. He, he tells, he makes himself known to him, and he says, uh, you know, go, go, go bring Jacob. Dad, verse, verse uh, 11, and there will I nourish thee, for yet there are five years of famine, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty. He's talking to Jacob. He recognizes he's spending money instead of sowing. And behold, your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin, that it is my mouth that speaks unto you. So he talks to the brothers as brothers, but Benjamin by name. He distinguishes Benjamin. And you shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt and all that you've seen, and you shall haste and bring down my father here 
and he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck and wept, and, and Benjamin wept upon his neck. Now, you got to understand now, this is one abused child talking to another abused child. I know what you've been through. Come on. I've experienced, oh boy, here's a word, rejection. But you're in a place where you accept it now. Now watch this. Moreover, he kissed all of his brethren and wept upon them. And after that, his brethren talked with him. And the fame thereof was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brethren are come. And it pleased Pharaoh well and his servants. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Say unto your brethren, This do ye, laid your beasts, and go get you into the land of Canaan, and take your father and your household, and come unto me, and I will give you The projects, government housing, trailer park. Now, don't get mad at that if you're in that. Be thankful. But understand, you in motion. You in motion. Come on now, you in motion. I will give you the good of the land of Egypt, and you shall eat the fat of the land. Now, you are commanded, this do ye, take you wagons out of the land of Egypt, for your little ones and for your wives and bring your father and come. Also, regard not your stuff. Boy, we're, we're, we're some stuffy people, aren't we? That's my stuff. You know, you know that, that storage room you got? You know that closet you got? Right, and you get you get inspired one day. I'm gonna clean that thing out, and you go in there, and you you forgot you had that thing. It been in there seven, eight years, and 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 you you still ain't gonna throw that thing away. Don't even work on that computer now. Also regard not your stuff, for the good of all the land of Egypt is yours. And the children of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them what? First time they came, they had bags. But they didn't know their brother. So the brother let them just carry them bags back home. Even though I got wagons, you know God will let you. He'll let you if you if you if you want to hang on that bag, He'll let you. If you want to be a bag lady, a bag man. Now, I was out in California. And we were in a grocery store, and uh, uh, they, they sliding all my stuff down there. I said, "Ain't you gonna bag that up?" Dying. A dime. Now see a dime bag. Now look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. Y'all don't know nothing about no dime bag. 
That's too, that's too, y'all, y'all perked up more there than any the whole time the shouting was going on. They won't charge me a dime for that bag. A dime. I won't even carry a dime. What are you talking about, a dime? And the children of Israel did so, and Joseph gave them wagons according to commandment of Pharaoh and gave them provision, gave them provision, gave them provision for the way. Now watch this. And to all of the brothers, he gave each man a change of raiment. But here's Benji. The last shall be first. Now Benjamin, Benjamin, he still got his doggy bags. But now he know he got a wagon for them. And so here we got the ten brothers. Look how you like my suit. Joseph gave that to me. Oh, yeah, check this out. He gave me this. Look at it. Mine's striped. Oh, mine's plaid. Oh, look at this. He knew my color. And get down to Benjamin. Anybody got a bag? <laughs> For what? I got 300 pieces of silver. Y'all ain't getting none? He getting, he getting a little bold here. So. He, he, he's found his divine connection. Uh, Benjamin, I had a robe one time, and uh, something happened to it. Just saying. And those are those, those ten boys. This is one of my favorite colors, Benjamin. You like it? Yeah, I like it. What's your favorite color? I like green, though. Okay. Green. Green. I kind of like green. Anybody else like green? It's a good color, green. To all of them, he gave each man changes of raiments. I got to change your clothes, man. You, you, you all can't come in here looking like that. But Benjamin, he gave. Now, Joseph knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly, he, and he could care less. And he knows not one of those brothers is going to lay a hand on him. Ever again. Hello? When you find your divine connection, come on and that supply starts coming in. You don't have to fear no, fear no evil. 
All right, let me close this out. He gave him 300 pieces of silver and how many? Significant. Significant. Five changes of raiment. Okay. Now, Jacob comes to Egypt. We're closing. Like Pastor Bob said a while ago, he was closing. He ain't closed nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he had Genesis 49. Jacob now is prophesying over the boys. Remember that? But there's two, Judah and Benjamin, that he specifically prophesies something powerful. In verse 10, well, verse 8, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. How many of you know Judah means praise? Thy hand shall be in the, in the neck of thine enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Judah is a lion's whelp from the prey. My son, thou art gone up. He stooped down. He couched as a lion and as an old lion who shall rouse him up. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet until, Chalo, that's the Messiah, come, and unto him shall the gatherings of the people be. So over Judah's prophesied the Messiah would come out of his tribe. How many of you know Jesus is the lion of the tribe of? Well, let's look at Benjamin. What kind of prophetic utterance does he have for Benjamin? Just one verse. Benjamin, verse 27, shall raven as a wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey, and at night he shall divide the spoil. Now hang on, hang on. Do you see some of y'all upset with wolf? Some of y'all upset with wolf. Hang on now. Because we sheep. And we're not wolves in sheep's clothing. Right? But yet, what is prophesied over Benjamin? See, we all we all jumped on Judah, right? Look what it says. Benjamin shall raven as a wolf. Now watch. In the morning he shall devour the prey. If you study about wolves, they don't devour prey in the morning. They hunt at night and in the daytime is when they will eat divide the spoil and sleep this is direct opposite it's direct opposite now watch this Benjamin shall raven as a wolf as a wolf as a wolf in the morning he shall devour the prey 
in daytime. And at nighttime, he shall divide the spoil. So what's that telling us? It's telling us Did you say it? Ah! Oh man, she playing. She see that? She got. She got in my soul. She got in my soul. In the presence of her enemies, broad daylight, right smack dab out in front of everybody. In front of everybody. I said in front of everybody. And notice it says in the morning. That tells us from the break of dawn all the way till nighttime. We're going to be devouring. We're going to be bringing in. And that, what, what's she doing tonight? I'm counting. Ha, 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 Does anybody catch this? Yes, sir. All right. I've come in here to, yeah. Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see what your mom did? Just say it. Follow them who's evading patience. <laughs> hey, we've been shouting. We've had prophetic words given in this place. Now comes the reciprocation part. You know how we roll. See? Now I believe we got five months. I, I believe that five times has been released today. Not negating a hundredfold. Just put five times a hundredfold. But I believe in these last five months that we're going to see increase. It don't make no difference what the world's doing. I can take a corn seed right outside there and plant it, and it'll grow no matter what's going on. Hello. So get so get your seed ready, and then I'm gonna pray five times over it. A Benjamin, the last shall be first. See, did you understand what I said? you had that conversation with God this morning. 
Well, then maybe God's telling you to write a $5,000 check. <laughs> I just, I just. Now, see, when she says, I got to do it. Just kidding. Hallelujah. If you need to give an envelope or whatever, however, you all know what to do. This is a, this is a financial portal. Remember that? Remember that? See? But we're, we're not passing this way again. This was a moment. See? And you, you seize the opportunity. Glory, glory, glory. You're writing out a check, just put in a memo, 5X. A 5X. Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's an excessive size. What size you were, John? 2X. And can you imagine 5X? If this is 2X? Big time. So it's in there the whole time in the book of Genesis about this Benjamin. Looked like he was forgotten. Looked like he was shoved to the side. Can you imagine Benjamin's house in Egypt? Can you imagine his chariot? It's not like his brothers. Oh, Benjamin! Go, Benjamin! Come in the palace anytime he want to. Anytime. He don't. He don't have to. He don't have to. He don't. He don't have to. He don't have to make an appointment, Joseph. Who is that? It's Benjamin. Send him in. What's wrong with y'all? Hey, Joseph. Yeah, I was just wondering. I saw your chariot the other day. It got air conditioning in it and all that. I, I, I just want, you want to drive it? Matter of fact, you can have it. Big time. I hope you all are catching this. Yes, excessive. Excessive, see. When you got your gift ready, go ahead and bring it on this anointed step up here. Hallelujah. I'm happy. God chose this place to release that word. And part two, part two, Wednesday night. It's a two-part series. There ain't no third part. I told Pastor Elizabeth back home, you tell my people to watch this this afternoon. Tell them I said so because I know how important this is. They've come too far to miss out on this. And they ain't going to miss out on it. But I know the importance of this day. See? Mm. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
those of you who want to give online, I'm sure there's uh, ways of doing it on your screen there, or will be on your screen. Thank you, Master. I know there's specific moments that have changed Mom Alberta in my life. Uh, sowing and reaping always works every single time, but there's those moments where the everything is just right. You know, in, in the realm of the spirit, everything's just right, and it just causes a divine mess. See, God knows how to cause a divine mess. That's the 120 that were in the upper room. Messed up their lives forever. Ask, ask the Virgin Mary, who's not virgin anymore. Ask, ask her. Messed up her life forever. See? But he knows how to mess up the enemy's camp. Oh, yes, he does. Right in the middle of the Red Sea and your chariot wheel falls off. That's a, you're having a bad day. We're talking about a divine mess. Thank you, Lord. Who has the neck problem? Neck. Come. What's wrong with your neck? Past few days, you got pain there now? Jesus. Touch. How is it? How is it? It's gone. That's what we like. You too? What, what happened? It comes and goes where we want it to go and never come again. You have pain there now? No? So you won't know really. Touch, Master. Touch. Touch, touch, we thank you for it, never again, in Jesus' name. You got a neck problem? What's wrong with your neck? When? Two weeks ago, why'd you have surgery? You're on dialysis, and they had surgery on your neck? Oh, it was, it was to assist. And so what's the complication with your neck? It hurts. Oh, I see. Well, come, come here. Jesus, touch my sister's neck. You have pain there now? Okay. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What's happening? Well, glory to God. <laughs> Net? What? 
I couldn't hear you for all the rejoicing. What was it now? Biopsy. And? Okay, come here. Jesus, not only take the pain, but the very source of the pain. I curse it. Out! In Jesus' name. Touch, Master. Ooh, you feel that right there? Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Finish the work. Who's got the back problem? Back problems. You was just up here, man. What are you? Why don't you just stand here? And <laughs> what, 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 what's, what's up with your back? So how long has this been going on? Okay. Okay. Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There it is. I know we don't go by our feelings, but we feel as we go. You feel that? It's pouring into you. Wow. Wow, that's strong. You ready for the full dose? Power on you in Jesus' name. Your back? What what's wrong with your back? So you don't know what's wrong, but it's just hard for you to stand sometimes. And how long has it been like that? A few months. You you wasn't injured it or nothing. You just you just woke up one day like that. After having okay, all right. Can I put my hand on your back, Jesus? Touch my sister's back. See, there's different ways that the miracles and healing happen. There's working of miracles, and then in my life, I feel the anointing go down my left arm. It can go down my right arm sometimes. But when I laid hands on his back, it was really flowing, and right now it's flowing into my sister here, it feels like if you had a water hose and you turned it on and you can feel the water passing through it, that's what, that's what I actually feel going through my uh, hand. It's just, you know, the gift of God. Touch now, Master. Ain't no heating pad do that. 
Now, just move around a little bit. Check yourself. What's going on? Huh? What? You can move more than you could? Well, that's a start. We lay hands on the sick and they recover. We were in a uh, miracle meeting one time, and y'all know Pastor Desinor? He was, he drove me from one meeting to the next, and we got there just as the meeting was ending, and he was exhausted. And I said, R.W. Schambach was laying hands on everybody, and I said, Desinor, we made it in time for to get that anointing. Desnor is just stretched. And he went up there, and R.W. Schambach laid hands on Desnor. He went out. I know Desnor. I'm looking at him as I open up. He's laying there. He made, he made them pick him up and carry him. <laughs> I said, you sitting there, you laying there just, re he said, Pastor, I, I was just tired. <laughs> What's wrong with your back? Just, you don't know what's wrong. Okay. Got pain there now? Okay, good. Not that you're in pain, but you'll know when it leaves. You ready? You re are you sure? Okay, because God's already told me what to do. I'm just making sure you're ready. Say it again. You ready? Back? What's up? Yeah? Okay. Is it hurt now? Okay. Jesus. Jesus. Barry up there playing them keyboards. Okay. Leave, leave, in Jesus' name, leave. All right, here we go. Power! Man, he's up there hitting folk. No, I ain't hitting folk. That's what it may look like. I was in a meeting one time. I don't do this. I'm just telling you, I don't do this. And there was this drug addict, drunk, came into our service. They were lined up across, and I'm moving like this. And the Lord said, kick him. Oh, you think that's funny? Come here, Robert. I need to pray for you right now. We had a bunch of preachers in the front row. And I just did, and you know, I don't do this. 
That's, that's good for Smith Wigglesworth and all that gang. I don't do that. And I just went, bam. And he went flying back and just laid there. And you could hear in the room, because ah! they did that for me. And I went on, went on, went on, on. And uh, his girlfriend was in the back, heathen. And, uh, and she's upset. You know, preacher kicking my boyfriend, right? And so he goes back to see. He got smiles on his face. I mean, he just lit up. And she said, that preacher kicked you. He, he told us this later. That preacher kicked you, and he said, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. I saw him. The whole church saw him. No, he didn't kick me. <laughs> Honey, he kicked it. All, he said, all I felt was like a feather. Just touch me and lay me down on soft pillows. And all I can tell you is all the drugs and alcohol is out of my life. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How'd you, how'd you, how, how, who, how, how'd you back? Good, 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 good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What? Okay. Jonathan, I'm hungry. Anybody else hungry? I mean, it's, it's our fun day, right? It's our fun day. And so, you know, I, I love y'all. I didn't feel nothing up here. I love y'all. <laughs> Wednesday. Come on, give God a shout of praise today in this place. Come on, let the Lord know you really appreciate him and you love him today. Wow.